You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of ST Times. And now, here's Dave Rubenstein, Editor-in-Chief of ST Times. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. We've been talking a lot about value stream management on this podcast, as well as covering its evolution on our SD Times and VSM Times news sites. Today, my guest is an old friend, Dr. Mick Kirsten, who literally wrote the book on how value stream management can help software development organizations gain insights into the flow of their work. His project to product book detailing his flow framework has become a must read in the industry. While Tastop, the company he has led for many years, was acquired just recently by PlanView, a portfolio management company, Mick is continuing to advocate for flow and value stream management. So, Mick, I wanted to kind of get your sense of uh, from when you wrote your book to where things are now with value stream. What, what have you seen? Has anything changed from what you originally wrote? Uh, are you just seeing adoption of that or are people finding other things that maybe uh, were not included in the book that should have been? Uh, so uh, what kind of sense do you have of all that? I think the interesting thing is, and it's, it's really, I got asked actually yesterday, the staff asked me anything. He's like, why didn't you call the book value stream management? Mm-hmm. Um, or the flow, why did you call the book the flow framework? So there's these, these three concepts, I think, that I was really focused on in terms of what, you know, what I saw the industry needing. And the, I think you know, the app with my answer was like, you know, I think the aspiration of, Companies shifting from project to product and throwing work over the fence to actually digital innovation and connecting business and technology, all that, that hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that backdrop of, of what enterprises wanting to become innovators, that, that's absolutely continued, right? Um, I think what's what's the interesting changes are around what policy management is and how it's evolved because in the end, this needs to support innovation and these lean concepts at a business level, not just at a team level, and all those sorts of things. Um, so I think the backdrop hasn't changed. The backdrop of, you know, back when I was writing the book, it was, it was still, you know, business technology disconnected. Agile teams are easy. Agile at a business level, business agility is hard. still mm-hmm. not there. How do we do all these things? So I think the other thing that I find hasn't changed is I was at the Detroit. Uh, I went to an interesting conference, David. Um, I went to the Detroit Auto Show last week. Wow. I spoke there actually with Rene Destrata, the character in the project. Thanks for the kind of work on the project product, the character in the project of product. He spoke mm-hmm. with me on stage. And you know, I, I couldn't help but think I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this into my my when I talk at the website by summit somehow, but um, you know, still looking at that showroom floor, most of those car vendors are not running their own, own operating system. Most of them they kind of still feel like like almost like a BlackBerry version of what the iPhone was was trying to do, whereas like the Teslas and the BMWs actually are starting to feel like iPhones or, or, mm-hmm. or even beyond, right? In terms of a, a true digital experience and the fast pace of innovation and, and what that's like and, and all of that. So I think the aspiration remains the same, but the I think the industry's moving more slowly, even though the pandemic accelerated some things. Yeah. In terms of getting to that point. That said, I think. Most organizations have made some kind of shift from project to product and are either looking at or trying to deploy some kind of value stream management. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's exciting. And then and then I think it leads to your point on VSM and the vendors is, is the how, right? How, how are they doing it? Because they're either trying to wire this together in-house, as a lot of them have tried to do, mm-hmm. or they're trying to 
leverage something a DevOps vendor um, or, or a service management vendor someone has provided as a kind of add-on capability. Um, and, you know, my view, I guess I've had the, the luxury of keeping this, this kind of more, I don't want to call it a purist view, but this kind of more ideal view that this value management just span whatever the tool chain is, right? Um, and through the plan view acquisition, it's the great thing is that remains the same. Like with what plan view, the exciting thing with plan view is there's strategic portfolio tooling. That's, that's first rate. Mm-hmm. And I think in the end, a thing, I'm going on a slight tangent here, but a thing that's changed is I think how strategic companies are seeing value stream management and flow being. I just got off the call, like a 90 minute workshop with myself, the CEO of Plan View Rizat, with the entire C-suite of, um, well, not the entire, most of the C-suite, mm-hmm. one of the top financial services institutions in the world. And they're calling 2023 the year to flow and looking how they actually bring this up, not just at the team level, but right to the business level, right to their operating reviews, right? Mm-hmm. So that's changed how visible value stream management is within these organizations. Um, and no, I it's interesting. In my view, there's different vendors tackle it from different different points of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, my view all along has been, well, we need to lean, give the team's choice, but, but we need these layers above that. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Yeah, it's funny that you said that you're, or somebody is calling uh, it the year of flow 2023. We're actually going to be calling it the year of uh, continuous improvement, mm-hmm. which uh, kind of is, uh, you know, the other side of the same coin, I guess. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, and it, it's interesting because, you know, we've been writing about this from basically when your book was published, and, you know, we've done four of our own conferences on the topic now. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things that we've noticed about uh, Value Stream is that it seems to finally have found a home uh, as being the overlay of Agile and DevOps practices, where when at first I think people first started talking, not necessarily talking so much about flow, but the, the term value stream management, I think, hung a lot of people up because they, they heard about it maybe from factory floors and, yeah. you know, you know making a widget, the same thing over and over yeah. again is a lot different than making, you know, very creative uh, applications that, you know, yeah. you can have two projects that have nothing to do with each other, you know. So I think that kind of made it rough and value. How do you define it? How do you find it? You know, I think that was very confusing to a lot of people. But I think now, and I'm curious to hear your take on that, is if you think it finally has found its home, you know, in the in the DevOps and Agile uh, universe as, you know, the way to continuously improve. Yeah, so I think to your point on the continuous improvement, that was actually... After they said the year of flow, uh, the CTO said this, I said, yeah, I think you know, the, the way you get to flow is to allocate capacity to continuous improvement, or our view, our, our point of view of one, just the data-driven continuous mm-hmm. improvement, right? Because where you need those flow metrics, you need to be able to measure, you need to understand how that's driving business outcomes or, or, or failing to drive business outcomes. So I think the, I think that's, I think it's, the, yeah, it's, 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 I think very timely, David, to do it what you guys are doing, which is to, to say that this is about continuous improvement, right? Mm-hmm. And this is about continuous improvement, not, I mean, so now I'm saying what I think, but I'm pretty That's sure it matches, is not just about continuous improvement at the team level, at the level of Scrum team, the Agile team, but at kind of the, the level of the value stream, the level of the organization, those those other higher mm-hmm. levels. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so what, what one of the main things I've changed in 
my discussions with with executives trying to put in place the shift from product to product, put in place value stream management is is to make that super clear. Like, look, if you're not allocating five, ten, fifteen percent, twenty, whatever, you pick the number of each value stream's capacity to data driven continuous improvement to improving flow and measuring flow and creating a, a, a flywheel from that, that then you're doing it wrong. Um, so because I think that there's been so much focus just in agile on getting the work done. And I think, you know, what you like Godrat tells us is it's the improvement of daily work is as important as daily work, right? So mm-hmm. I think systematizing that, I think we have to make that I don't know if it's looming bigger than value stream management, but I think that, that that's core to it, right? If you're not managing your value streams, if you're not looking at improving them. So right. um and they're managing you, you're not managing yeah. them. So do you do yeah. you see value stream as perhaps you know, people were looking at the scaled agile framework to try to make their organizations more efficient and effective. It, it almost seems to me that using a, a value stream approach can can get them to the same place, uh, you know, in, in a way that really um, not just makes them more agile, but does the things like, you know, find the, the, the wait times that eliminate them, you know, find the waste that eliminate it, you know, tighten up your processes. Uh, yeah. Scale agile framework doesn't really define how to do any of that. It just says this is how you can implement agile around your organization. But I think Value Stream takes it another step and helps organizations then, you know, find the ways, find the bottlenecks, and, and eliminate those things. Yep. Yeah. And so I think the scale agile framework has focused on kind of kind of the methodologies around agile, right? But of right. course, they've woken up to this as well. Yes. Uh, so I, I did speak, I think, three weeks ago at the Global Safe Summit, talked to Dean Leffingwell a bunch ahead of that. They've, they've now put, recognizing this, I think they've done a, they've made value stream management a more core part of how they're describing things as well as just the product. Right. And one thing they interesting that they, they put out was, Dean did these in his keynote, I talked about that a bit in my, key, my, my presentation, um, was the eight flow accelerators, right? So, so they are treating it as more first class as well but i think what you're seeing is is this wave around value stream management being key to taking safe to its next steps which mm-hmm. has to be towards helping with business agility right if not bringing value streams right. to flow right where we are just helping team organized teams organized but not really teams of teams or mm-hmm. or or uh, the, the, the business or the organization as a whole yeah so i think in the end these things are Compatible, obviously, of the, you know, and, and converging, which is relevant. Yeah. And yeah, my focus has really been on however you're doing agile. Yeah. Um, you you need to you need to measure. You need to define, measure, and manage your value streams. Right. So, like like so many other things, I know the first place that we've been talking about flow and and talk about things like value stream was on the shop floor in the, the development teams. You know, people yeah. doing the work. But, you know, is there a fear that now as organizations say, hey, this can help me in marketing and this can help me in sales and this can help me, you know, in, in product delivery and all this kind of stuff that it can get too big and then just become this monster hairball that that people can't deal with. Now you're going to need a value stream to manage your value streams to manage your other value streams. I mean, you know, how exponentially high does it grow before it becomes unwieldy or unmanageable? look at it is we need to think about flow at, at these various levels, sort of organization levels, right? right. Um, where you've got you know you've got flow at an individual level, right? Where where you and I are doing I don't know, 
writing an article, we can be mm -hmm. in the flow, or we can be getting distracted all the time, right. and or waiting on someone for a review, right? right? So there's personal flow. I think team flow is relatively well understood because it's really been the last two decades of agile is looking for constraints for teams and so on. Right. And so I think it's those next two levels that get really important and interesting. And so that next level is the team of teams level, which is what I've been calling that, that value stream level, mm -hmm. it is critical because that's where you've got to connect kind of the business and the technology side. And I think that the, the goal of that whole framework is to focus this very much on value streams for delivering business value through technology, right? Mm -hmm. Not focus on, you know, a, a, you know, a sales value stream or a marketing value stream. It's a little bit odd. Like, it, one thing I, that in a safe framework that's a little bit different in terms of the point of view is you've got business value streams and operational value streams, whereas technology companies think, tend to think of those, those as one, right? Mm -hmm. We're innovating through a customer, through a great, product experience, a great digital experience, and here are all the teams that need to do that are doing the work to support that. So I actually see value streams as kind of helping companies converge the business and technology aspects. And for example, this is another thing to your point on what's changed. I've been encouraging people to say like in agile teams it's, it gets really hard for large companies to bring a, a, a business owner to every sprint demo. It doesn't really happen. Like right. of course <laughs> it's supposed to, but it doesn't. There should be no excuse to for all of the business owners, the product owners, everyone to actually come to the, the let's say the quarterly review for this value streams, examine what's delivered, look at its roadmap, brainstorm the roadmap, look at the flow metrics, look at how much you know how much tech that should be taken out of the next release cycle, and, and so on. So I think that the key opportunity is to use value streams at this team of teams level to actually bring business and technology together. Uh, it, it have a partner, have them look at the same set of metrics, have them look at how those four metrics are drive business outcomes and all of that. Right. And when they do that, it really works, right? right. So that's, that's why I think it's a, a really important organizational construct. Uh, and I think, yeah, it gets, I do think, now, of course, with Plan B, what's interesting is that our customers, we have them doing uh, basically, you know, digital products. Delivery, but we also have them doing projects, right? Large projects. And we have a lot of insights on, on how those work. And some of our biggest customers have project and product pathways and flows relevant to all of them. Mm -hmm. So, just to get back to your question, I think the concepts of value streams and flow will expand beyond just technology. It's what we're calling in our strategy wave three, where these concepts get applied to other kinds of knowledge work. Uh, I think right now, the size of problem we need to solve in the kind of agile DevOps technology realm mm -hmm. is so massive. And so valuable. Right. That's where most of my focus is, has been going. Right. Gotcha. So you had mentioned something about the eight flow accelerators. Is that written any place? Is that the quickest way that I get to it, or, or Carly? Um, is it's on Dean Leffingwell? Because I don't know if they're linked properly from the website. But if you go to Dean Leffingwell's LinkedIn profile, he lists. He's got three or four articles he's put out on this concept. Oh, so, okay. but it, it'll be good for you to get glanced at. But you gotta enumerate them. Things you know, he, he cites product to product or the, the framework insights product to mm -hmm. product and, and so on. Um, so I think it's it's on it's done quite well. It's a, it's a good connection of collection on acknowledging some of the things that what you think in terms of lean and value streams. Yeah, I'll give you a really good example. Um, Hughes, we think of as bad, right? But if you're anyone with a lean manufacturing background, you just realize there's queues, right? You've got supply chain delays, you've got inventory, you've got these issues, and so it just helps us acknowledge that we have a queue and manage the queue right. and look at how we accelerate and reduce that queue rather than say just queues are bad. 
Um, so I think it's there's there's some good work that's gone into that. So. Excellent. It, it, it's all all very thematically yeah. completely compatible with yeah. with project product. So. All right. Good stuff. Thanks, Mick. Uh, thanks to Mick Kirsten for being with me today. And thanks to all our listeners for spending some time with us. So until next time, I'm Dave Rubenstein, Editor-in-Chief of SD Times. So long for now.